Hello ladies and gents, and welcome to a late episode of Acting Inspired. First of all, I must apologise for a couple of things. This week's episode, as I'm sure you can tell, has now come out on a Tuesday, which should not be the case. It should be a Monday, but fortunately, and unfortunately for the podcast, I got whisked off to Bulgaria last week to do a commercial and I was there for six days. And uh, and I didn't have time to sort out an interview and get chatting with someone. And I should probably line a few more up uh, a bit more in advance. But anyway, so sorry for that, first of all. Secondly, for the first time ever, I've made a mistake that I've never made before on the podcast. And that is that I took my whole setup down to Devon with me, because today's guest lives down in the West Country. And... I set up the microphones, I set up my, the little travelling studio uh, in the dressing room of the Barbican Theatre in Plymouth and I had all the microphones on and I checked the levels and sounded fine. I had the headphones plugged into the mixer with the microphones on and forgot to change the settings so that the microphones were the default input, which is all boring stuff, However, w- which basically means that I've recorded this from the microphone on the laptop itself. So the sound quality, and I didn't realise this until the second I pressed stop right at the very end. So sorry about the sound quality. You'll also hear rain pouring in uh, and hitting the roof right above us, which is quite constant, so apologies for that. And to top it all off, I forgot to bring my pop shields down to Devon, so you might hear some popping sounds that you wouldn't normally on this wonderfully produced podcast. So, apologies for all of that. And uh, But, to make up for it, I have got a good chat for you. Um, this is someone I met ver- a very long time ago, when I was about 13, 14 years old. The fir- he, We were in the first play that I ever did, um, and he was in it as well, and uh, I think he'd done a few more by that point, um, in the young company in Plymouth. So that's how we met. And Dan has gone on to uh, go to university, then do a master's at drama school at Central Speech of School and Drama, at uh, Central School of Speech and Drama, and has done various work all over the country, ending up back in Plymouth, working at the Barbican Theatre and producing his own work as well. And that includes setting up the Plymouth Fringe Festival. That includes Outpost pop-up theatre season, which will be happening in October, and producing a show called Much Further Out Than You Thought at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Um, So we talk about when we met and and getting into theatre and how everyone sort of seems to go in as an actor, but then Dan had certain opportunities that helped him see how things worked off the stage as well as on the stage, and not just behind the scenes, but how theatre, how the people were all brought together and the, the producing side of it. And he took an interest in that and has flown with it and is doing really great things for theatre in Plymouth because uh, it's not a place of, you know, uh, it's not a place where theatre is a huge thing and he's doing something to change that. So it's really, really cool. So um, without further ado, I introduce to you Mr. Dan Baker. Take a trip on the canal if you want to have fun.
Hello, Dan. Morning, Lewis. How are you? I'm not too bad, thank you, mate. How are you? Not too bad on this uh, grey day in Plymouth. Actually, it was all right, wasn't it? Not too bad, yeah. It just started to rain. It's by the coast, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's Plymouth, you know, isn't it? How are you doing? I'm good, thank you, mate. Yeah, I'm very good, actually. Uh, it's good to uh, it's good to see you. Yeah, absolutely. Long time, mate. Well, um, I should probably exp- I will explain, and uh, I will have already explained this in the intro, but I'll, <laughs> I'll say it now for the sake of us. Um, uh, I've come back to Plymouth, so this is another episode, the second episode that isn't done on my boat, because I usually do them on the boat that I live on. Um, so this is a rare, a rare thing. We're in the Barbican Theatre in Plymouth, not London. Um, <laughs> just as cool. Indeed. Just as impressive. Um, <clears throat> now, Dan, yes. as I start every interview with the same thing, <laughs> I'm not going to change that for you. Cool. So, when you were a child, what did you want to be when you grow up? So, uh, my first first thing first, I wanted to be a teacher. Yeah. Um, and that dream died pretty quickly when I did work experience in a school. Um, I had this really annoying little kid who just made it his life obsession to just mess with me. <laughs> literally would just come around and run up to me and just like punch me in places where a man shouldn't be punching and run away <laughs> to which point I thought if that's going to be like 35 weeks of my life I don't ever want to be a teacher anymore well, even with the six weeks holiday even with the six weeks holiday the six weeks would just be recovery time so I'd like, buy a cup or something like that so, so um so yeah teaching kind of you know at that point didn't seem such an attractive proposal really. yeah fair enough um so yeah, and then but at that point as well, I'd started to uh, I started to get into more theatre stuff. So um, through uh, through doing drama at school, but through doing young company shows at theatre, or going and seeing a lot of a lot of pieces of the theatre. Um, my drama teacher at school, her husband is the big boss at the Theatre Royal in Plymouth. Ah, um, so who's, she's what, who? Uh, so Adrian Vincan. Oh right. Um, cool. His wife Elaine was my drama teacher. Oh cool. Um, which meant she used to take us to see loads of shows at Theatre Royal. Right. You know, as a, as a from Plymouth where you don't have a lot of kind of options and you know I'm not by no means my from a kind of theatre family I'm a proper kind of Plymouth working class family kind of person (laughs) and um so going to see theatre and like going to see these really amazing things like go see like knee high and and uh and uh complicity and people like that who I'd never heard of but seeing this theatre was just like mind-blowingly good stuff yeah Wow, as a 14, 15 year old, seeing this amazing theatre. Amazing. And to me, theatre was always like, it's panto, or it's like yeah. those horrible things that happen in school when someone comes in to perform and say, yeah, drugs are bad, and <laughs> don't have sex before marriage, and all that stuff. So seeing these amazing shows, well, theatre's cool, you know, theatre's cool, and I started doing shows and uh, kind of, you know, started getting into theatre more and more. So yeah. kind of went into doing edibles and was thinking about what the options, and, you know, I decided I was going to. Drama, to, uh, doing drama and media at uni because yeah. I was like, you know, television, film, theatre. Yeah. All kind of interest, all interested me. Um, so I kind of went down that route. And then before I went to uni, I had a I had a gap year, which was basically just to save money up to be able to afford uni. Yeah. Um, and I worked at the Theatre Royal and was still doing shows with the young company, uh, but I was also doing kind of practitioner work, so yeah. kind of trainee workshop leading, and, and worked in the in the education office doing like admin and stuff. Yeah. So started getting proper hands-on theatre experience in a, in a different way as well. It wasn't just being in shows, it was kind of understanding a bit more what goes, not so much behind the scenes, but actually to really get even to the point of having scenes to be behind, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Because um, I always remember seeing you, when I, when I joined the young company, you were, yeah. you were the, the Theatre Royal in Plymouth has like a, 
a separate building called TR2, yeah, um, which is like a rehearsal building. Um, it's lovely, actually. Like, it's cool, yeah. Right by the water, it's really fun. Um, but I always remember seeing you when I came into the to my weekly, you know, workshops yeah. or whatever. But I was um, always there. I was always there. Yeah. I mean, um, would left because that that was new when when we start, when you were decided. Yeah. Like, so I was kind of I predate TR two, which makes me feel <laughs> ridiculously old. <laughs> um, but you know, I went in there and I kind of started working there when that building opened. Yeah. So which was quite a cool way in, again in sense of like starting starting your career in the theatre industry of going into this this awesome space and nice and shiny and new and and like to me it was like I've got you know I've got a year before I go to uni anyway. It's an opportunity to to get involved in as much stuff as I can and and yeah. be around. You know, at one point I had like as well as doing that stuff, I had like a kind of a normal full-time job. Right. I had a Saturday job and then I'd go every evening to like, yeah. the Theatre Royal and to TR2 to do work. And, um, and eventually I convinced Theatre Royal to give me more work and then yeah. chuck in the other stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just cool being around and, you know, and like I say, that space. And I think anybody who does youth theatre, yeah. you get to go into any kind of theatre building and that one as well being so new and it being so like, you know, the purpose of why it was built being it was a really good workshop space yeah um it's just a nice kind of atmosphere to go into and it's a kind of place that makes you go i'd quite like to do this properly yeah you see you know you're seeing like the upper end of the it feels so professional in that yeah absolutely i mean even as a 14 year old kid i was i felt like i felt like i was working in theater like yeah yeah. properly and then you get to just you you stick it through because it's youth theater as well yeah you tend to like you know people like you and i you know we we went through that system and, and did it for a few years and it kind of becomes a second home in a way. Absolutely. You get to know the people, you know, and I remember when, you know, being away and my girlfriend at the time was still around and doing work, doing workshops and like would send me photos of like you with the guy's <laughs> security on the desk down at TI2 <laughs> being like, remind me that you were still around. And I was like, oh, Lewis, oh, it's Lewis. <laughs> uh, so, you know, and that's that kind of that weird family thing that yeah. you get from, from doing youth theatre and, you know, the way they did it at the Theatre Royal that just create the atmosphere and you know I kind of enjoyed that and, yeah. and being on the other side of being in the office as well yeah. and like in that way of being able to see it from the perspective of a step back and seeing how it went into creating that system that, that I came along and enjoyed doing workshops and got something out of it, it was yeah. quite rewarding and then so you know when I went to university I kept doing that kind of education based stuff and kept my hand in and and you know it was a really good way to build up some experience and get into theatre and it wasn't just I'm doing acting I'm being in shows it yeah. was the other stuff which was really useful to get and, yeah. and kind of made it feel like a like like there were more options to be in theatre as well it wasn't just just being, an, being an actor, actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I enjoyed acting but it was a case of it. the different options made it much more appealing yeah. than, rather than going oh I want to be an actor and then suddenly going oh yeah like everyone ever wants to be an actor yeah, yeah. there's a lot of competition so that was that was quite a good a good kind of background and a good kind of training really to to get into it how did you get involved in uh the youth theater in the first place was it that teacher as well pretty much yeah well so so there's a very simple reason why i went to an old boys school uh-huh. and basically i was like 14 and i was like i don't know any girls uh so part of the thing was because i liked theater stuff anyway yeah. um but i started getting involved in shows at my school which were with the the kind of girls school as well yeah. um and then was kind of encouraged by some of the some of the, some of the girls who, who i kind of fancied but like, oh, we do shows at the theater royal and i was like cool i'm i'm totally up for that um and went into it and actually um had loads of fun and actually the first show with the theater royal with the young company i did 
uh, was Union Street, which was a big millennium project in yeah, the theatre. Yeah. It was in 2000, and it was, it, you know, in the theatre all on, on the lyric as it is now on the big main stage, you know, 1,200 seats, and it was a big community play, and it was all about Plymouth, and it was range of people from different ages and backgrounds, some people who did theatre, some people who'd never done it before. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was wicked. It was my first experience of doing a young company show. It was like sell-out shows in the yeah, Theatre Royal. That's and amazing. It was just brilliant. And it's a story about Plymouth as yeah. well. Um, <laughs> and it was, you know, it was just a really kind who, of mad experience. Who directed that? Uh, so there were three directors at that oh, one. Wow. Uh, so there was uh, there was Rod Dixon. Oh, um, I just was I just saw him a few weeks ago. <laughs> saw him this play up in at the uh, the Finsbury Park. Yeah, Park yeah. Theatre. So Rod, um, so Rod uh, is artistic director of Red Ladder Theatre. Yeah. Um, he used to work at Theatre Royal and he used to work at Barbican Theatre. Um, nice. And he's an awesome, awesome guy, oh, awesome director. That's very cool. um, and there was also Nick Stimson as well, yeah. who at the time was the Young Company director. Um, and now just kind of the freelance directing stuff and just work with NYT and people like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was Jenny Darnell as well, who was kind of education creative associate at the theatre all. Uh-huh. Um, but they all had a kind of a background and history with Plymouth as, as creative. So yeah. it was really good rather than having somebody parachute in who just kind of goes, I've got a script, but I don't know the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I spent it like hundred people in the cast as well. I think you needed three directors because you obviously had to rehearse different groups separately. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, again, it was you know, the, the quality of the people we were working with at the time. You know, to have a community cast that was like people who literally never acted and, yeah. you know, and you know, people, you know, people tried. I mean, yeah. you watch it and you go, okay, some people, not brilliant, but they were pouring their hearts out. You know, they were, they were giving it their best. Yeah, man. Um, so, you know, and full testament to the to the to the directors who and the creative team put it together and also like you know I got to get no more of the young company from there yeah which meant that then going to auditions and stuff for the future shows was fine because I knew people it wasn't that like oh I don't know anybody yeah it's so, quite daunting the first time yeah I, yeah absolutely I'll I'll move on to the the, the way we met and, yeah, yeah. and that was how I got into the into the uh, young company in Plymouth mm-hmm. it was my drama teacher at school she gave me they had this little triangular pamphlet at one point. I always remember having this triangular pamphlet in my bag, from my school bag, yeah. for weeks and weeks. And I didn't, my drama teacher just gave it to me and she was like, maybe you should do this. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And I threw it in my bag and didn't do anything. And then my mum, she was looking through, there's like this little Ivy Bridge news thing called The Beacon. Right. Which is like a little Ivy Bridge news magazine. It's not like a paper, it's a little tiny like A5 magazine. Sure. And uh, there was this advertisement in the back saying, um, uh, auditions for a hip hop musical, skate, and <laughs> and I skated, and I was massively into hip hop as a fourteen year old kid, and uh, my mum was my mum saw it and she was like, you like skating and hip hop and like you do alright drama, like why, why don't you why don't you go and audition for this show? And I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. Um, so I, I we went down to the to the Theatre Royal, uh, no to TR two, and. Uh, met this man who was towering above me because <laughs> uh, I was very short at that time. Very short. And, uh, and he was called Steve Marmion, who is now the artistic director at the Soho Theatre. Um, and he was the director of the Young Company at that point. Yeah. Um, and I came in and I shit my pants. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, what am I doing? And I had my skates with me and we had this massive room with a wooden floor and um, like some ramps in there and yeah. stuff and I was like holy shit and there was like 30 odd people in there 
and we just had to do all these little exercises and I went in and I was terrified and I think I remember saying to Steve like oh god I don't know I don't know if I can do this and my mum was there and and she was like, just do it, and left. So I was pretty much had no choice. And, uh, and Steve took me into this room, and he was so warm and so lovely. And he said, it's all good. You just, you just got to, you know, just do what you can and, you know, see how it goes. Have fun. And uh, went in, did this, like, hour or two-hour-long workshop um, where we were skating and showing what we could do on skates and then, like, doing little group exercises. And I think I met Pash at that point. Yeah. Man, Pash. Um, another, another guy who was in the young company who was quite cool. Um, and uh, yeah, and then I got I got a part in it. Yeah. How many people were in that? It was like uh, I'm trying to think. It was about twelve, maybe. Yeah. Was it, it might have been a bit less. A bit that. less, yeah. But it, that was like my first experience of theatre, and I met you, and I met Ryan Northmore, and yeah. I re- met met so many people who I'm still friends with to this day. Um, and that was my first experience of theatre, and the family kind of vibe that comes with that. Yeah, yeah. And we did that. We that was quite a long run for a young company show. Yeah, I think it was. Two we, and a half weeks, I think, maybe two, three weeks. Yeah, two so, and a half week run. Yeah, and this, we always get you know the young company shows in the summer. Yeah, um, they they always got like, the summer run for the drums. So mm. They always had like a good solid two and a half weeks or whatever um, of of performances. You know, as well as you know you've got your production time and your tech time. Yeah. Um, but like I say it was things like you. We were down at TR2 rehearsing, we had the massive rehearsal room. Yeah. And there's like a half pipe in the middle of the yeah. rehearsal room. It's incredible. Um, which was just the case. It was just cool. Like you know, it was yeah. in terms of going. This whole thing about you know, theatre is notoriously inaccessible to young people and yeah. to people who don't come from that world. And you're like, if you went into audition for a show, having never been to the theatre before, <laughs> and had this expectation, it was all very like dreary kind of like, yeah. serious stuff. You used to like a half pipe and ramped in the dressing yeah. room. Oh, straight in there. It was mad. It was, great. it was great though. It was great to go actually. You know, it was it was a reason to get people in. It wasn't just you want to be an actor. It was yeah. going actually the fact that, you know it was a hip hop musical. Yeah, know, it was skate. It was SK eight as well. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. And which was like two thousand and three, which is like the way that everyone. Yeah, this is like it was this, cool. This predates all social media, so that would seem like the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> you look by now and you go, yeah, maybe yeah. not. <laughs> Show your age. But, yeah, um, yeah. But you know, it, it was wicked and it was great to go because I'd been in the young company for doing shows for a couple of years by that point. Yeah. So um, it was that thing of. I think because I was a bit older and I was getting ready to kind of to, to move on to uni, it yeah. was nice to see new people coming in. Yeah. People like you and people like Pash and people like, yeah, it was like Nick as well, who just came yeah, in yeah, from yeah. outside. Yeah. Um, and there's always that thing, I think, when you get, when you're a bit younger and somebody comes in from outside your group and you're a bit like, oh, there's new <laughs> people here, I'm not so sure about <laughs> But actually, to me, I thought it was quite cool because you guys all brought a different, you know, you, you were new, you brought different energy in and yeah. actually... That thing of being slightly older, of going, you know, we've all been in that position where you come in for the first time. Yeah. And, you know, and obviously, the thing as well was you were were funny. You were like this (laughs) this little blonde kind of chubby kid who was just like, I was just always running around like being like quite cool. And it's like, I've got photos from the final night of of you being like, you know, me and Ryan just like giving you like putting pints in your hand and stuff. And there's you like about four foot nothing in this jacket that's too big for you. I remember it was a Dorothy Perkins blazer (laughs) we got from a charity shop on the the day of the last night of the show. Oh man. But but that's the thing. It was cool to kind of, uh, you know, to to have just that. That's the thing. It was fun. That was a good thing about it. It was that it was... You know, we worked hard. That was a great thing, and I think with with the way Steve worked as a director, and he kind of got how to work with young companies like that. And you know, and I know as well from you know what he, you know obviously still knowing him now. Yeah. The way he works is that he he's very 
much is keen to make sure the ensemble is the right ensemble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he said when we were doing auditions, it's not simply about getting the best person, it's about getting the people who will work well together. Because yeah. as there is with you, said they're always really good people. Yeah. And sometimes they know they're really good yeah. and they're kind of there to be in it for themselves. And you know that if you're in a company with them, they're going to be the slightly kind of devish ones who... The lead. Yeah, who aren't going to play nice. But it was nice to have this, this that said, that kind of family thing that, yeah. you know, all got on and then... You know, I remember we did did an extract from it, like, for the Arts Council or something. Like oh, six yeah. months later, I came back from uni. And I remember, yeah. like, just the fun things, like the letters going out. And there was, like, the bottom of the letter was, like, a little line taking the piss out of you. Yeah. Because you were, like, the, you were, like, the, the kind of, like, the, the kind of the little kind of gimp we had in the show. <laughs> in a lovable way, in a lovable way. But, and you totally enjoyed it as well. Because oh, yeah, you were, like, you totally in on, you know, all of the, all I, the last we had. I was but. 14 years old and I was, like, <laughs> hanging out with these... Like adults. I mean, yeah, and you Brilliant. know, and, and you know, I, I, I refuse to confirm or deny if you ever came out drinking with us at any point for a cheeky drink in the bank. Um, um, I can't confirm or deny that. So, um, if anyone's listening, leave any law kind of enforcement. But, um, but, um, but no, he's saying it's cool as well, and also, you know, then to to go away and like to me, it was like that that family thing of going. It was cool to, you know, to. Like bumping into you like before you headed off and you were you just you were finishing up college and going to getting to go to drama school and stuff. Yeah. And being able to like bump into you and be like, oh man, how's it going? How's things? Yeah. And, and just keep track of people like that and then and now I bump into you all the time. Yeah. It's a weird thing. But it, it's cool to go actually that group as well, I think Plymouth did really well because a lot of people from that young company background have gone off and and, and yeah. are working, you know, doing yeah. things, doing various, and it's say not just acting, you know, yeah. I think we were pretty much all acting in those shows, yeah. but we've all gone on to, to different things and, and it just instilled that kind of, that kind of a proper approach to it, like the work ethic, but also being able to enjoy doing it and yeah. to kind of go understand what you want to get out of Absolutely, and, yeah. and commit to it. And it's, it's cool to go, you look around, you know, you know, now not being in London, I go up to London and I can bump into people like on the street who, yeah. or I can go to see any show in any, any theatre in London and I can probably find at least one person who has some kind of, you know, who's from Plymouth that has a background from doing something, yeah. Plymouth, which is amazing for a city as, as kind of distant as it is from the rest of the world. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so, you know, it's cool to, to think back, you know, like what twelve years ago when I yeah, met man. you, which yeah, that's you, crazy. You 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 look better for the twelve years than I do. <laughs> um, but yeah, to think back, it's like you know, in, in twelve years, the fact that like I'm you know sitting down with you now and doing yeah. this, and you know we're we're still standing. Yeah, we're, man, we're still doing absolutely. It. And it's great to. Uh, well, yeah, and and to. and you your our journeys have been very different, but yeah. we're still both very much involved in theatre, and you your uh, that's you know why I'm talking to you now. So what what happened when? What? Why university? Like what? What I, we've sort of, I'm sort of going back a little bit now, but sure. but let's go into sort of uni and what what did you study and what what was your idea of what you wanted to be doing? Well, I, I'll be honest, I wasn't exactly sure when I went yeah. to uni. I knew I wanted to do theatre, mm-hmm. um, and I wasn't completely sure what it was in theatre I wanted to do. I was aware of the fact that, you know, I enjoyed acting, and you know, I I was decent, but I know I had a bit of a limited range probably and I also knew how many people went into it I knew loads of people who went to drama school and I knew people who had gone to drama school and had come back and had really struggled Yeah. and I recognised that those people were better than I was so I thought acting at least on a drama school route wasn't for me Yeah. you know I then started doing 
practitioner work theatre role. I was like, maybe that's an option. Yeah. But um, I was also doing admin and I was learning about directing and yeah. and I was like, okay, I kind of want to just, if I go to uni and do a drama course, it will give me the chance to learn a bit more about all of those things. Yeah. Um, and so I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do at the end. I was like, I want to do theatre. That was kind of my my option there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, originally I started doing drama and media, um, but I kind of, before I took my year year off my gap year, I'd um, I'd already signed up to do drama and media. Yeah. And by the time I actually got to going away, I was like, I just want to do drama now. Yeah. Media was like, I like watching films yeah. and watching TV. And that was pretty much my logic of doing media. <laughs> um, and that's pretty much the only lectures I went to. When I went to, drama, <laughs> to uni, I was like, okay, I'll just go to the ones where we watch a film. <laughs> um, but, you know, I went to uni and uh, and the idea was to get a broader experience. Um, but also, really importantly as well, uh, I got a job in the theatre as well. So I was yeah. around the theatre as well. I mean, okay. a study thing's really useful, but it's a case of how you... Was that in Winchester? So, yeah, so I went to Winchester to do it for three years. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, like, I remember, like, my first day at uni, um, we had, like, a, a workshop kind of day uh, with, with the lecturers, and, like, the head of the course sat down and was... Kind of, you know, they usually they tell you all the stories about the alumni and all the great things they've done, and it's that motivational kind of. You know, everyone wants to be oh captain, my captain. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember one of the lecturers saying, you know, like this anecdotal story about there were two people in the same year on a course. One of them was like really naturally very good, but was really lazy and yeah. really cocky, and another guy was not quite to that level, but worked really hard. Yeah. And the guy who worked really hard, who wasn't quite as good, ended up doing well. And the other guy ended up like, you know in a job at a shoe shop or something like that yeah, so, yeah. it's a cliche stories but it is a case of he was kind of saying to people you know get the most out of it and make sure you're not just relying on uni to give you everything you need it was like yeah. go out and do things like, be involved in shows like go and see theatre uh, which is obviously weird a lot of people don't seem to yeah. do that but um, you know like get jobs in theatres and stuff just be around it as, you know, immerse yourself in that world as much I was as you terrible can. at drama school I, bar- like, I barely went to theatre I think it, I think in my opinion, I, I went a little bit too soon because yeah. I, I I got to London, this big city, and then I, I, I and you know I was in like halls. I had my own little place in, yeah. in the middle of London, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, let's party!" <laughs> like you know, and and I I think the this sort of balance was I needed to get that out of my yeah, system yeah, and then course. sort of get on with it. But anyway, sorry. But that's but that's that's part of the experience as well. Of, yeah, you know, you know, it's yeah. Of, you know. From, you know, pretty much everyone there is probably their first experience of being away from home. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, damn right, you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna go to London. Yeah, like, you know, you know, you're from, you're from like kind of Plymouth, and you go to London. Yeah, like, yeah, hell yeah, you want to go out and like make a most of it and party. Yeah, um, yeah, and drama school as well is so intense. Yeah, like that's the other thing. I think if you're if you're at drama school and you're doing like full time, like more than full time, yeah. like fifty hour weeks, you do. Do you want to go and sit and watch a show in a theatre at the end of the night? Lots of people did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know, but I mean, it's a thing of going. It's it can be quite demanding, mm. and I think like I, you know, it, I think it's important to go and see shows. But I, I can understand if you're applying yourself in other ways. Yeah. There are, you know, there are ways. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. You're you're doing the job. You know, when I was at uni, because it was a uni course, it was like you know, I had like three lectures a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like working all the time because I was skin as well. I was working all the time in the theatre, and it was just like a box office and a bar job. They just cool. got you around, and I got to know people. Yeah. Um, which was quite useful because then when I 
uh, when I finished uni, like I, I got a job in the theatre. Like I came up and I basically I had my job lined up. Yeah. So I was doing my dissertation and I knew that my job was there. Yeah. So I didn't have that stress of being like, what do I do after I graduate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was that in Winchester? You had that was in Winchester as yeah. well. Yeah. So and that was really quite interesting because that job was uh, it was like theatre and education assistant or administrator or something. I can't remember. <laughs> um, but it was. It was going into the education side of things that I knew already from being at Theatre Royal. Yeah. But it also meant I was doing like the general theatre admin stuff, which meant learning about doing contracts for shows and that kind of thing about cool. how, how you bring a show into a theatre and all yeah. that side of stuff. And, you know, the job in of itself was, it was, was quite stressful at times. And, you know, but in terms of that kind of understanding of that side of theatre, which effectively the producing side was really useful. Yeah. Maybe then go. I'm quite interested in producing. Like yeah. That's the point where I think I went, I recognise that I quite like bringing people together. And yeah. in uni, quite a lot, when we were in, doing company projects and stuff, it was about the kind of the delegation of responsibilities and, and you say, and pulling stuff together of kind of, you know, we did a, we did a TIE tour as one of our modules and it was kind of organisation of that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I did some directing of it, but it was also like the producing side of organising. And, you know, things like, all of the elements about like design and kind of you know music, music and stuff and just those things are going. I liked pulling all those bits together. Yeah, and maybe go. Oh, maybe producing's a producing's a thing to do. Yeah. So, um, you know, then from that point on, I was like, cool. I think that's what you know. As, as further time went on in my job, and I was like, this isn't this isn't quite a job I want to have. Yeah, I was like, maybe I should, you know, maybe I should look into going into producing maybe maybe that's maybe that's my path is that maybe that's the thing in theatre that I should be doing yeah so um, then what was the next step so next step was um I got to a point um with my job you know I, I had a point first I was I wanted to be in London that was my first obsession was be in London you've got to be in London yeah. everyone you know is in London <laughs> yeah. so I applied for like a million and one jobs in London um and got interviews for a few things um and then I got offered a job in London um at which point I then was like it prompted me to sit down and go this is actually what I want to do yeah because um, it was a job it was like a box office manager's job or something yeah and because you know I'd done box office stuff and I did a stand on my head but yeah. it was the thing about it was I was going for that job to get in London rather than do that job yeah and when I thought about it I was like this is not the right thing to do yeah so I made these people this, these really nice people oh Hackney Empire I'm so sorry that's <laughs> it was um I made them wait for like two days um, and then turned around and said, I'm really sorry, I'm going to turn the job down. <laughs> um, and then, but it made me, gave me the decision to go, right, okay, I want to get into producing. And I'd had a dig around at drama schools. Yeah. Um, and I'd seen that at Central, they did uh, kind of producing. You could do producing at Central and oh, trade right. drama school. Because I'd always thought as well, I'd like drama school more than uni. Yeah. I had a weird relationship with uni. Yeah. But I thought drama school, it feels like a world that feels more natural to me to be in. And people, you know, more comfortable, you know, they want to do theatre. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I should just go and do it. So I basically pretty much chucked in my job, um, moved back to Plymouth, and I was like, right, I'm going to work and save yeah. and go do masters at drama school. Amazing. Um, so I did, and it cost you know it cost me a lot of money. I worked hard over that year. Yeah. But banked enough money to be able to afford to do my MA course. Yeah. Um, and then actually, I, that's when I first got involved with stuff at the Barbican as well. Uh-huh. When I came back, I. Um, because the Barbican can do all these all this kind of work about supporting emerging artists yeah. starting out and there was a, a kind of a group that formed out of the Barbican which was about developing producing and event management skills 
So I kind of got involved in that, which was my first hands-on producing experience, um, which was massively useful to have before I went to drama school. Um, and I went to drama school um, and did my master's, and it was it was a good course because it was about collaborative devising theatre making, mm-hmm. uh, and you specialise your role within that. So I did producing, but there were directors, actors, writers, okay, cool. designers. But it meant you all had a bit of an overlap, so you know I got to do a bit of performance work and and stuff like that. But, That's cool. Um, but yeah, so I went to do that course and uh, kind of got some producing experience and. And a bit similar to Winchester, actually, just when I finished up, I yeah. auditioned to do, I auditioned, I, I applied to audition for the 24-hour plays at the Old Vic. Ah, cool, man. Um, and I got offered to be a producer on that. And again, that happened, like, literally just when I was finishing my master's. Amazing. And I did that, did 24-hour plays. And then just when I did 24-hour plays, the Old Vic offered me a job producing. So doing, like, a couple of freelance projects. So the timings all worked, like, I ne- fortunately never had that gap of graduating. Okay, like, what do I do now? I was, yeah, like, yeah. sort of working out, right. It yeah. didn't did last, sadly. I got to a point after that, I was like, right, I've got nothing to do. But yeah. at the time, it just the momentum was really good, and it meant that I didn't drop anything. Nothing yeah. lapsed, and I didn't suddenly do, like, a, you know, it's not like getting... You know when you're an actor, and it's like how you always have to keep working. Like, if you don't, even if you're not getting jobs, like, you always make sure you're going over your speeches and stuff. Yeah. And you want to keep yourself polished. in the craft. Yeah, exactly. And that was the thing. I never had to worry about that in a way because I was going straight into into work. So I was yeah. always using my skills there. Well, great experience as well. Like, work experience to, to, to give, be given a producing role within such a prestigious sort of... Um, yeah. And, you know, it's that thing. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm working class kid from Plymouth pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And it's like the old dick run by Kevin Spacey. You know, yeah. I, I remember watching The Usual Suspects and being like, this guy, like, this guy's a Sozo guy. is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and then now I am working in the organisation. It's like, oh, his, his office is like literally like... 10 feet away from yeah, I can man. see him in his office with his dog <laughs> chilling out reading the script and I'm like this is weird <laughs> um, but it's amazing and you know and those kind of experiences you know, I, I recognise completely like I'm one of those lucky at that time I was one of the lucky people who got those opportunities you know um, you know I felt like I worked hard you know, and didn't stop well deserved, doing man. stuff yeah. but that thing of going sometimes those kind of things you know just time themselves perfectly it's a right place right time thing yeah. and you know and everything that I did I kind of was determined to make the most out of it as well mm-hmm. so so yeah and then that would just truly kind of like set me on my way then you know if you your first job after graduating is doing producing work for the old Vic yeah it kind of makes you go right okay now I need to like keep that up yeah and keep the momentum going you can't you can't be lazy it's a, it's a great sign that you know it's uh, oh, this is clearly something I'm capable of, and you know, people put trust in me. So I did that, or I tricked everyone. <laughs> it might be. <have> <laughs> uh, that's cool, man. So then, um, after after that, how? Because obviously now you're in Plymouth. So how yeah. did that come come around? So uh, so I did um, four years of being in London. I think it was of, of working yeah. after I graduated. So as I say I got worked with the old Vic, and I did. Um, uh, I think my dear stuff was when they launched as well, mm-hmm. and then uh, from there, then th- those kind of contracts finished, and I just started doing a bit of freelance work. So I worked with a couple of companies. Um, it was like Box of Tricks, a new writing company, who are based in Manchester at the moment. Um, they yeah. were in London at the time, and um, I was associate producer for them, so I was producing some of their stuff. Um, but then I, I got a job. Um, I got a, an arts council kind of supported bursary job. Um, so. There's a weird thing. So basically, I'm I'm basically half deaf. So I like lost hearing on one side of one side of my 
face. Uh, <laughs> I lost I, like, I lost the hearing in one of my ears, like just before I went to Central. Yeah. It was very random and like to me it's nothing that's really affected me. But um like there was a disabled producer bursary coming up when I applied for this job when I got it. Um so I had this job in it, it was like one of those things that was like a really good salary. Yeah. And it was only part time, it was like three days a week. So I was like, I can do other work outside of it. Yeah. Um and I did this job uh, and I started it and I was just like quite early on, I was like, This is not this is not for me at yeah. all. This is not What was the job? What was so it? it was a producer's job. Oh, right. It was for it was for a big festival but they focus on outdoors work, which I'd never done before. So yeah. I'd also been like, that's a really good experience to get. Yeah. And and quite early on I realised it wasn't the right thing for me. Yeah. And you know, and then it was also like there was a combination of factors and there was other stuff going on in my life and it just felt like that it was quite stressful and I was like, this is because I was always pushing myself, thinking, I need to make the most of this, I need to do this. Yeah. And it wasn't quite the right thing for me. So um so I ended up leaving that job. Yeah. Um which was it felt like quite a risk because it was say it was quite decent money and, and the money was quite useful to to live on. Yeah. So I kind of went back to freelancing for a bit. And then, you know, it was you know, freelance work, there was less paid work or yeah, less yeah. kind of regularly paid work. And it just got to a point where, you know, part of that is because of the fact that, you know, I when I graduated and I got the twenty four hour plays and stuff, it's like then you feel like you are one of the bright young things. And yeah. when you're in that group, people, you go, there's more opportunity because you're you're there and people are aware that you're just starting out and it's cool. And then suddenly you go, there's a whole other range of people. Yeah. It's like when you graduate, you go, you're a graduate, you're the sexy graduates. And then you yeah. go, no, you're not, you're just like somebody Actually, graduated. I'm just one of 400 people who Yeah, graduated. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so that stuff kind of, uh, the, the paid work started drying up. And, you know, and I was doing projects that I really wanted to do. But to be honest with you, I was running out of money. Yeah. Um, I was doing like, front house work um, to pay the bills, and I just got to a point where I was like, I'm just working constantly yeah. and running myself into the ground. As much as I'm enjoying the projects I'm doing, it's like, I'm, I don't know why I'm living in London. I can't enjoy living in London at the moment. Yeah, so yeah, literally, yeah. my life is I get up in the morning, I go to my job, and then I um, come home. And then I'm doing producing work for a show, and I'm not having any social life. I'm literally seeing tubes and my workplace and my bedroom. And yeah, that's yeah, pretty yeah. much it. So um, at the time, I was just like, you know, I hadn't been home. There had been some things like with uh, my family. My dad had got like had problems with back and arthritis and stuff, which all happened when I'd been away. So uh, I thought I'm going to take the opportunity to I'm going to go back to Plymouth and kind of kind of take stock of things. Where I was like, I'm going to settle down. I'm going to go. Okay, let's get myself back on a solid financial footing. Yeah. I can keep my hand in doing producing work in London. Um so I came out to Plymouth but then like genuinely think it's probably been the best decision I've ever made. Amazing. It's been really good. Yeah, that's Plymouth's been good. Yeah, it's a really great thing to hear because you know it is I suppose a lot of us sort of before we get fully into it we have this idea of London being like done there got yeah. yeah. and uh the place to go and you have to be there and and uh yeah, it's great that, you know, I was chatting to a guy called Dean Nolan um, mm. a little while ago. He's in uh, National Youth Theatre, a big part of the National Youth Theatre. And he, you know, he's based in Cornwall. Yeah. And, you know, being from even Plymouth, you know, I, I was like, what the hell is there down there for you? Like, you know, and but he created his own stuff and yeah. he got on with it and created a solid base down there. And now he does work in both London and Cornwall yeah. and, and all over the shop. Um but yeah, so so you were there, you were settled, you felt good, um, and what what was the sort of next step in terms of producing and, and theatre and and how did you, how did you end up here in this theatre and 
so, so in terms of that later. Well, here for the barbecue, so I, I came back yeah. um, to Plymouth and I was looking for a job, basically. I mean, yeah. I was literally signing on um, for yeah. the first six months when I came back. Yeah. In that kind of that completely depressing thing as well. Like I was applying for I was applying for theatre jobs, but then I started applying for just any job. I got very bored very quickly. Yeah, being yeah. Home. it's only so long you can sit at home and play FIFA. <laughs> so, um, I started looking for jobs, but then it got to a point like I was applying. Like I, I applied for a job in Starbucks and I didn't even get interviewed. You know, like I, I've worked in I've worked in theatre cafe bars. I've, I'm barista trained. Didn't even want to see me. Uh, you just go, oh my god, that's completely depressing. And then lo and behold, a job came up here, which was um. Uh, front house manager, yeah, and you know I'd done front house, box office, duty management stuff, like so much during my career. And that whole kind of oh, it's my job that pays the bills when I'm doing other theatre stuff. Yeah, um, so I applied for a job here um, and and got it. And there was a conversation because I knew the organisation a bit. They were like, "You do realise it's not a producing job, don't you?" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, it's about I like the organisation. I knew a lot of the people here. Um, it meant that I was in a theatre similar when I was at uni doing." doing job centres, like, I'm in a theatre environment and that's really good to be in. Um, and it meant that, you know, I, I could kind of, t- again, spend a bit more time going, okay, I'll take stock of what's happening in my life and, and I'm at home. Rather yeah. than being, you know, I could rather get a job elsewhere and get a temporary job by paying out rent and yeah, yeah. stuff. But I was at home, I could see people I knew, save a bit of money. Um, but then actually, from that point, things started to snowball in Plymouth. Um, and there's, um, so Beth Pitt's director, who, who we both worked with. Yeah, yeah. Um, I knew from working in London, we did workshops at the Old Vic together, and she was here in Plymouth at the Theatre Royal as their resident assistant director. Yeah. Um, uh, so when I was in Plymouth and I got in touch with her, I was like, oh, we should like, do something. And we both met, we met up for coffee one day and we both had the same idea, which was to do Theatre on Cut. Yeah. Theatre on Cut, the whole, like, oh, you get the scripts like, for free. So we met up and literally, it was one of those kind of weird moments where we both sat down and we were like, we should do theatre and cut at the same time, which <laughs> is um, a brilliant kind of coincidence, really, with great minds and all that. So, um, and then, you know, and what was really great was, you know, Theatre Royal really supported Beth in doing that and they kind of, you know, they, they found a bit of ways to support us with a little bit of money to get the space and stuff. Yeah, it was great. Free Beth up. Um, but then also... Because it was like Plymouth based, we went to get people involved and and we got in touch with you to yeah. to, to be in the show. Oh, it's um, so cool, man. Like, coming whenever I, because I've done a few <laughs> little things, like David Prescott, who is the associate, associate artistic yeah. at the, for the drum in Plymouth, right? Yeah. Um, he, um, you know, I've, I've come down a couple of times for, for him to do readings and stuff, and it's mm. so, it's great. Like, you know, at home and working. In theatre, like yeah. in Plymouth, like this is amazing. And then to come, when we came down, when I came down to do the the uncut thing that yeah. you obviously kicked off with Beth, I was just like, this is brilliant. And we're rehearsing, and, <laughs> and I was back at TR two where yeah. I'd last been working there when I was like fourteen, and um, you know I was I was working hard with a director who's coming up, and and with you and uh, with uh, Beth's bloke uh, uh, Omar. Oh my yeah, he Omar, yeah. was so funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, making theatre in yeah. in uh, in Plymouth. Yeah, and I was like, dude, this is amazing. And it was cool because you know, as well, like you know, Matt was doing it. So well, yeah, I found Matt. Matt Hall, yeah, yeah, he's, he's the director as well, and um, who we've both known again, like through through yeah. the company. Like, I remember meeting him the first 
day I went to regular sessions at Young Company, we just like hit it off and yeah. you know, however long we are, 13 years later, like yeah. we're still really close mates. And, and this weird kind of mini reunion of like uh, when we were in the Young Company like, 12 <laughs> yeah. years ago um, was cool. And it was just, it was, it was really nice to be able to say like over all that time, to be able to say, cool, let's like we're all doing stuff. We can we can get together and, and create something. And it's not like that kind of first day rehearsal things where you get to work people out and you kind of see you get the read on people going. We all knew each other. For yeah. years. It was like chill. I mean, it was surreal going into what to when you guys were rehearsing at TR two and walking in and seeing you in TR two. There was like massive kind of flashback kind of. Yeah. <laughs> in my mind, I'm like seeing this picture of you and me doing skate. Yeah. Um, but it was cool to get you know to to go. We all knew each other, and to kind of pick that up and get to work together and and create something that was that was new and that was different and that was you know that was, that was professional, you know, yeah. some high quality stuff as well. Yeah. We we put the work into you know to get it going, you know, and things like we did that theatre and cut, and you know Beth directed Spine at the time, and mm-hmm. from that point then she got cut touch with Clara, who wrote Spine, asking if she wanted to develop it. Last year, she took it to Edinburgh, yeah, and like got French first and loads of awards. Yeah, it was just cool to go. Plymouth played played this part in that, that yeah, kind of man. story of you know, Spine becoming this fringe first show. Yeah, which is that weird thing. Though Plymouth has like you'd never really think of, you know, as you know as well as I do. Like Plymouth's always been really good for youth theatre, but actually like making stuff like at that that fringe level. Yeah, it's never really happened. Like the drums always been the smallest, and that's like a two hundred odd seat. But it's kind of such a place. good little theatre. Yeah. And that's the thing I was saying to, to you earlier before we started recording. Like I've got mates from drama school who have been down to Plymouth to do shows in the drum and decent shows that, are, that do really well and, and sort of uh, uh, a very high quality. And it's such a shame that, you know, sometimes at that point in Plymouth there was like a, you know... A, a, I try not to make it sound like Plymouth bad, but like, you know, um, everyone's going to see like the big shows yeah. and they all sell out like the, the musicals that are touring from London or mm. all those shows. And then the ones that are in the drum are, are get much less sort of um, attention from the public, um, yeah. even if they're even when they're plugged like quite well in Plymouth. Um, and it, it feels to me and the reason I wanted to speak to you is that you and with stuff like Theatre Uncut, you're, you're really making a good go at changing that yeah and um bringing bringing that sort of theater to the forefront in Plymouth and making people aware of this smaller stuff that yeah. you know that can have an impact on them yeah um, it's it's um it's good because the thing is the theater royal is because the theater royal is such a big theater yeah and actually this is a way where another side of TR2 is that as a production center you know, it can build the sets for the West End shows. It has to mean yeah. to build big sets. It means lots of really big, high-quality shows and the musicals come into Theatre Royal. Yeah. And actually, they're, they're massive musicals. They're, they're going to take a lot of attention yeah, of anyway. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's always been, like, we know from being theatre people, like, we know the stuff that's in the drum is, is good and we kind of know it's, it's, you know, it's reasonably priced and all that stuff, but it's always going to struggle when it's kind of stand, you know standing in the shadows of giants like you know Shrek or whatever yeah. it's a difficult sell to go like and there's a show in the drum that's about you know like like the current show I went to see the show in the drum oh, the whipping man um, and it's really good and it's kind of this kind of story about post-colonialism and, and you know the uh, abolition of slavery in the US and it's like very character driven it's a really well bit written piece of theatre 
but that is a much harder sell than saying Craig Revelhall was going to be an Annie. You know, <laughs> that's that's understandable. There's a side of it which you go, yeah, I can understand why that's a bit of a harder sell. Yeah. Um, but it's about letting people know that work exists and, yeah. and that history of going, looking back on people's people's stories of going, you start off at, at this stage in your career. You don't go in at the top in your career. Yeah, yeah, you come yeah. in and you work your way up. Yeah. And it's cool to kind of try in Plymouth to to put more focus on that on that grassroots, I guess, really, on, on the people beginning to start out and, and, and build themselves up. And, you know, the Theatre Royal and the Barbican as organisations both have, you know, have a desire to do that as well and do put a lot of effort into to supporting the local work. But I think unless you're in this world, yeah. it doesn't necessarily get noticed. Like I said before, the amount of people who we know who've come through Theatre Royal, who've gone on to have, you know, good careers in, in theatre... Like a lot of people won't know that they have this background of being in Plymouth in a yeah. city like Plymouth. You just kind of assume that everyone just appeared one day in London and yeah. you know, teleported from theatre planet or whatever. And, <laughs> yeah. So it's cool to actually go. You know, Plymouth is a is is it has a good setup for supporting people to to develop their careers. Get into it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so talking of speaking of you bringing more attention to that kind of thing in Plymouth, um, can you? Tell me about your work with and setting up of the Plymouth Fringe Festival. Yeah, so um, Plymouth Fringe, uh, in, in an essence, kind of started off originally when we did Theatre on Cut. Was, Theatre on Cut was a point where a few of us got together in Plymouth and decided we should just do something. Um, it wasn't about waiting for an opportunity to present itself to us. We yeah. like, we'll create the opportunity. Yeah, we'll go, yeah. We want to do a bit of theatre. We'll bring a group of people together who we know want to do it and will work hard and have got the potential. Um, and that kind of started started us thinking about doing more stuff along those lines. Yeah. And, you know, so we did Theatre and Cut again the following year. Um, but then... Didn't get a bigger. You were working. Um, I think your reading started at the time. Maybe. Oh yeah. So that's that's all right. <laughs> um, but uh, but you know we, we found more people who were around who were like oh, we want to do stuff and um, you know there were a couple of theatre companies uh, who who were quite early stages in Plymouth who um, again were people who who we know there was um, uh, part of some theatre company one of the members uh, of that company Beth is somebody I know from Young Company years ago mm-hmm. um, and then there was New Model Theatre as well who uh, was run by Tom Nicholas now his brother Toby was in Young Company shows with me I met Tom when he was like six or something <laughs> I was in a show with him in the Theatre Royal when he was like a really small kid yeah. um, but then he set up his own theatre company and doing theatre and cut was a way that kind of helped me get to know those people around. Because naturally you gravitate towards that stuff, I think, if you make theatre. Yeah. And then seeing more people around led to more momentum. And in 2014, last year, um, there was a group of us um, who were kind of doing stuff in Plymouth, who'd done the theatre and cut thing. Um, we were asked by uh, the Exeter Ignite Festival by David Lockwood from the Bike Shed, did we want to run a venue? Uh, ignite. Um, we were like, yeah, cool, absolutely. You know, we, we'd gone up and we'd done shows there. Like, I'd done shows at the bike shed as uh, Tom as well, and you know, we have a good relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And they obviously recognised that at that point, Plymouth, you know, we didn't have our own festival. Yeah. And we were offered to go and do a venue. So we went and we ran a venue. We programmed it ourselves. We put in some Plymouth work. We brought in work from outside, and and you know, had a good time. We had a good laugh, and it was really fun to set up this venue and be part of this festival. And 
then the festival finish and we were having these conversations being like, ah, wouldn't it be, you know, it would be cool to think about next year's festival and, you know, it would be great if one day Perth had its own festival. Yeah. Um, and then we've kind of asked, like, why isn't Perth have its own festival? Yeah. We were like, that's kind of a good question. <laughs> never really thought about it. We were always going to go, it would be good if Perth had its own festival. We never thought about the reasons why yeah. and why it couldn't. Um, so we were kind of provoked a bit and then we thought, yeah, we should just, give it a go we should you know between the four of us who so me uh, Matt Matt Hall Tom Nicholas from New World Theatre and Beth Schuler, who was a staff director here at the Theatre World at the time yeah um, but yeah we can do it we, we know our stuff we you know we know we'd work hard for it so yeah. uh, we had the conversations and we'd talk with the bike shed about doing a partner festival with Ignite and Exeter yeah um, and that didn't really happen so we ended up doing our own festival which became the Fringe Festival amazing and and it feels like it kind of just happened. Yeah. Like, it just felt like we wanted to do it and, and we did it. It didn't feel like there was a huge amount of planning. That sounds really bad. Not huge, <laughs> yeah, it, it felt like because we kind of knew we don't have to think about it too much because it was so natural to us. Yeah. And we wanted it to happen so much. And what was great was that In Plymouth Theatre all responded really well and supported it. The Barbican supported it. You know, the university, we've had the new space, the house, they supported it. Amazing. Um, Plymouth Culture just set up, they supported it. You know, we got arts, like everywhere we turned, people were like, yes. Amazing. We're going to support this, it's going to happen. Yeah. And then people in the city who were just kind of like, had always wanted to make a show. Yeah. Had a way to do it and to put on their show. Amazing. You know, there, there have been scratch nights, but never been an opportunity to go, you know, have your show on stage. Yeah. So we had like local shows, and the shows came in from outside. And really good stuff, and you know, it was it was very much like we just pushed to make it happen. Yeah. And I think people responded for the fact that we really cared, that we were like Plymouth should have this, and we want, and we're going to commit to it. Yeah, we'd always said at the beginning, we're like, we'll just do it. Like we're not good, worried about getting paid or anything like that. So we just want to make this thing happen. Right. And. And it did, yeah. and yeah, and it went well. I mean, you know, my measure of success is always nobody dies, yeah. um, and nobody, nobody died. Just to confirm, nobody died in the festival. Um, but just the response was amazing, and yeah. and I think of going, God, like part of you going, we've got to do this every year now. We've committed to doing it yeah. every year, but it was great. It was, and just seeing like how everyone came together, like all these organisations came together to support this thing, and it was like a massive indication that Plymouth is ready like you know he's, he's here and is ready to to support fringe work and you know and that thing about saying everything is struggling in competition with the big musicals and there's an audience there you know we were you get to know the regular faces of shows quite a lot when you work in theatres you yeah. see your regular audience and we have people we've never seen before we're just like wandering in amazing to see shows and taking a risk and responding really well it was great just the whole experience you know it was it was a lot of hard work and there were obviously things we learned this year to move forward, but it was just so cool to like put on this in Plymouth, you know, like a hometown to come yeah. back and be like, amazing, we just put on a theatre festival in Plymouth. Amazing. So, um, I say it just, it just came from a place of wanting to do it and being willing to put in the work and, yeah. and if it had gone wrong, if it had gone disastrously wrong, then we would have gone, well, we tried. No, yeah. We would have known, we, we, we'd have tried yeah. and, and yeah, it would have been, we could just walk away from it. But it didn't. But it didn't go wrong. So and, you're going to keep doing it. And now we're going to keep doing it. And, you know, it's, you know, we're talking about next year. Amazing. Um, it's going to happen. Cool, um, man. So, yeah, just say, well, you know, kind of watch this space and see what it turns out like. Yeah. Um, yeah, so 
Dude, you, you seem to cram so much in, along with having a, a job here yeah. at the Barbican Theatre um, in Plymouth. Um, <laughs> in Plymouth. Yeah. Um, like, you, you did this Fringe Festival, you you did a show at Edinburgh this year, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So um, so with, with Beth Pitts, who yeah. we Theatre and Cut with. Um, so uh, there's a theatre company we work together with called the Molino Group. Yeah. And we've done a couple of touring shows, and, and we won the Ideas Half Underbelly Award this year to take a show to Edinburgh that uh, was much further out than you thought um, if you saw it I'm sure you enjoyed it if you didn't then you missed out <laughs> um, but you know we, went, we, took, we took a show to Edinburgh and you know I hadn't taken a show to Edinburgh for a few years and you know it was great for the company to, to go up there and have this kind of exposure I guess really of, of being in Edinburgh being around all these other quality shows you know, and having this seal of approval from from ideas happen underbelly that won an award so yeah, and again, working with somebody, you know, working with Beth, somebody who 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 I know really well and I get on really well with, and who the year you know, the year before had done Spine, yeah, which of course again that story began from doing theatre at Plymouth. Yeah, like this nice kind of kind of singularity to how this all came together of going Plymouth is this like linking factor. Yeah, so um, so Plymouth represent in Edinburgh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was really it was really cool, you know, for the first time in in what feels like forever to have a show in Edinburgh. Um, but obviously doing that around a full-time job yeah. <laughs> and running a fringe festival as well was, was very hectic. Um, Jesus Christ. But, and now you've got something else going on. So, yeah. So, so um, explain what this is, the Outpost pop-up theatre season. So so Outpost is uh, is a pop-up theatre season that, that New Model Theatre, um, that Tom from New Model Theatre kind of founded. Um, and it took place last year and, and worked on it as a producer. And it is a uh, down at Royal William Yard in Plymouth. Yeah, uh, we have fancy area now. Very fancy, yeah. <laughs> it didn't used to be, but, um, <laughs> but we've got an agreement to have a space for pretty much a month to make a pop up theatre in. Um, so last year it was in in a bakery, um, <laughs> nice. and we made a theatre space. It was quite crazy because it was like a bakery during the day, and every <laughs> afternoon we turn it around and make it into a theatre space. Nice, um, which was pretty crazy and quite quite tiring yeah I knackered at the end of it um, but it was cool uh, and this year we're doing it again but we're in a different space we're in um, we're going to be in Ocean Studios which has just opened up down there um, but it's cool because it's very different you know it's a it's a different kind of space to be in it's not your usual kind of standard black box theatre space yeah. it's got that kind of character because it's not normally a theatre yeah um, what is it normally so that's normally it's, it's an art studio oh, it's right. literally just opened so cool. but it's it's that kind of a nice thing where it's like the exposed brickwork and you can yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of it's it's like old factory cooperage building so and it keeps all its original features amazing so it's got that character plays a part in it yeah absolutely exactly when you go into it and you go this is cool because it's different yeah, yeah um but you know we've got shows coming in it's again it's it's stuff that we're kind of programming in from outside so kind of fringe touring work but like stuff that's been going is established as good quality that stuff's coming in and then we've got three commission pieces as well, which is from local companies. So we've you know, we've given the money to to create something and create a new piece of work um, to get this kind of world premiere at the festival as well Most at, of the, at the season. So um, which is which is really cool, and it's just a really nice experience to to have these artists come in from outside. But again, it's a different setting. It's it's not in your usual theatre spaces. Um, so you know, and we've got family shows in. We've got you know. Fringe shows, funny shows, dramas, all, all kind of mix, and it's like throughout. It's like three weeks throughout the whole of October. Yeah, so there's loads of stuff going on. So, um, and you know, it's 
reasonably priced it's accessible so you know all being well people come down and, and see stuff and try it out and get a bit of a taste of again a little bit of a different side of theatre than you than you may see yeah. the rest of the year round so yeah man it sounds like it's all going amazingly yeah yeah, yeah absolutely um, I say it's, you start listening at it you realise it is a lot of stuff yeah uh, it's a lot of stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's cool I mean it, it's it's good to to have the opportunity to do it you know it, was, it wouldn't necessarily there would be a lot of places where you couldn't do all of these things yeah um, and I've never been one for sitting around and, and doing nothing I'm yeah. going to sit around and kind of twiddle my thumbs and yeah. I'd rather go okay like I'll, <laughs> I'll put the effort in and and you know, I work here at the Barbican as creative producer and one of my focuses is is working with emerging artists and supporting emerging artists. Yeah. And I look around in the city now, like, you know, I've, I've been lucky in terms of I've been away and, and like I said, things like I got to work for the old Vic and all these organisations. Yeah. And, you know, I've got the benefit of, of learning a lot from those opportunities. And for people who who are in Plymouth that maybe they're graduating from university or maybe they haven't gone to university or they just want to stick around. There are various reasons people may want us to stick around in Plymouth. Yeah. I don't think being in Plymouth should be a barrier to be able to do stuff. Absolutely. And yeah. it's quite it's nice to be able to go in, in these various different kind of pro- projects and various different roles to go like to be able to support people to do stuff. You know, like I'm big enough and ugly enough to look after myself. <laughs> but I've I've learned a lot in my career. You know, you never stop learning. But yeah. I'm able to say I know myself to go, if I want to do it, I'll just step it down, I'll do it, I'll take the risk. Yeah. Because um, I've got the confidence to go, I'm you know, you've like and that's fifteen years in my career. That's because of your whole journey that has like yeah. gone through various different things like starting young company and doing shows and then yeah. working behind the scenes a little bit and then Absolutely. seeing how theatre works, going to London, going to Winchester, working in theatre there, going old Vic, blah, 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 back to Plymouth, boom. Well, absolutely, yeah. It's, you know, it's, everyone's journey is different and, you know, one of the things I learned quite early was that I would look at a lot of people, um, particularly who I knew from, from Plymouth, yeah, um, and see them doing amazing things. Um, you know, I mean, I'll give you two examples. There's um, Imogen Kinchin, who's a uh, senior producer at the Lyric and Hammersmith. Yeah. Um, and James Mackenzie Blackman, who is executive director of um, New Adventures, which is Matthew Bourne's dance company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember being on being on the gap year before I went to uni, and yeah. they were both working with me in the creative learning office of Theatre Royal. Um, and, like, and they, you know, they kind of been away and they graduated from uni, but I didn't really recognise that. So when I started postgraduate working, yeah, and they were having these amazing careers, I was like, oh man, I must be doing it wrong. I'm not like, I'm not where they are why am I not where they yeah. are and you know firstly they, they'd they been to university so a few years older but then it's also you know your journey's very different yeah. you know my journey's gone a very different route than theirs have and you know and it's really great again two more people who are from Plymouth who've got these amazing careers and they're both brilliant and, and wonderful people and, and you know it's really great to kind of bump into them and be like Man, like it's so cool to think like back when we were in creative learning department and doing like around skate and stuff like yeah. that um but you know your your journey is shaped by your own experiences, not by anybody else's experiences. Perfect, <laughs> smashed it with that last <laughs> line. It was great, man. Um, we've done an hour. Cool. Um, and I think that's a a really inspiring story, and especially for people in Plymouth who maybe are do have the the opinion that it, it, you know you, you have to get out of Plymouth or you, you know. 
it's, what your your story will definitely give people in Plymouth a, a, a little boost and um, I think it's anywhere as well yeah. oh yeah, yeah any, anywhere yeah, I think sorry. it's a case of um, yeah Plymouth's a bit you know you and I know Plymouth oh, I um, it's, it's, it's I always think it's a hometown thing as well I yeah, think quite often you, you always get a bit down on your hometown anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. but um, but yeah it's, I think it's it, maybe it's a, it's a non-London or non-Manchester not, yeah. really, not as obvious cities that do this absolutely um, but yeah I mean you know if anyone wants to come down to Plymouth and and check out what's going on yeah, down here. Please do. Um, yeah, and you know when the weather's alright, like, like it was this morning. Yeah, things raining. A few now, hours but... ago, that sound <laughs> is making me need a wee really badly, um, which has now stopped as we're finishing. Typical. Brilliant. Um, uh, yeah, so I'll put all your um, all your details and stuff, and and what's going on with you guys on my website and Amazing. on the Facebook page and stuff, and um, and. Thank you for having me in the dressing room of the Barbican Theatre in Plymouth. Well, at all. Thank you for coming to the dressing room of the Barbican Theatre in Plymouth. Um, <laughs> it's good to, good to see you. Good, good to have a proper kind of chat. Good to see you too, man. Cheers, mate. Peace. So there you go, folks. That was Dan Baker from the Barbican Theatre in Plymouth. That's the Barbican Theatre in Plymouth in a lovely little dressing room with the rain pouring down. Again, apologies for the uh, the sound quality. I know it's terrible compared to normal. Um, I won't be such an idiot next time, hopefully. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Uh, do keep liking and sharing and all of that. I will put all of Dan's information about the, the theatre that's going on in Plymouth that he's creating on the website and on the Facebook page, and I'll put it up on Twitter as well. Um, thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Peace. Twas a light, gay and easy, whatever may come. Take a trip on the canal if you want to have fun. 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 fun.